Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. A um, bit of an interesting one. We're going to have a chat today and, and talk about um, flight paths here in Brisbane. They have changed over the last couple of years. So we'll go back and talk about when the second runway um, was constructed and opened. And we'll, we'll give you some, feed, some feedback, obviously, that people have come back into um, about the noise of, of the flight paths that the planes have actually, how things have changed for the locals um, and what they're looking to do to, um, to rectify that. Yes, welcome back to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, you may or may not have heard in the news just recently that um, there have been some proposed new flight paths for Brisbane. Um, they have been released for con- community feedback and therefore the purpose of this podcast is to help you to understand some of the winners and losers in terms of suburbs based on these proposals. But, you know, like anything, you know, the proposed flight paths, they're not set in concrete. So as a community, you do get the opportunity to have a say. And um, there's, I think, 13 locations where you can actually go and um, and cast your vote and, and provide your feedback over the next few weeks so that you actually um, have your voice heard. Um, and then Air Services Australia will have the opportunity to collaborate or potentially collect um, that community feedback and, and potentially make those changes incorporating the voice of the people because you know i know for a fact that there's been so many articles published in the local newspaper here in brisbane the career mail since the second runway opened back in um, 2020 um, where noise complaints have absolutely skyrocketed um, since that 1.1 billion dollar second runway opened Um, As a result of that, we saw a big shift in the flight paths here in Brisbane and not only the flight paths, but the noise impact areas. So there's some suburbs that just were never previously impacted by plane noise that um, fell directly under the new flight pathways. So there's a lot of residents that, you know, are are unhappy with that change that has occurred, but ultimately, you know, those residents and others um are all able to submit their feedback in terms of what the proposed changes could look like uh when air services australia update the brisbane flight paths in the very near future so so as melinda said back in uh, july 2020 um brisbane's second runway opened up after about 15 years of planning and construction the numbers are expected to increase to 50 million by uh 2035 um and obviously it was a it was something that was required for Brisbane to grow for, you know, obviously for leisure and, and um, business to help people travel around the world. Just so, um, just to, to clarify, not the plane numbers, but the passenger numbers. Passenger numbers. Yes. <laughs> obviously, Brisbane is a growing city. So the volume of people coming to and leaving from Brisbane um, as a domestic destination, but also an international destination um, is expected to rapidly increase in the coming years. Yeah. And and just also help people understand when we talk about the noise and the impact of the noise, um, we, we talk about like the 70 decibels is something that will interfere with, with people speaking inside indoors. So when we talked about, and Melinda did mention about some of the suburbs um, that have been heavily impacted, we'll just run through probably the, the, the 10 most probably affected suburbs that um, have actually been impacted the most from that. So flights above 70 decibels once we've got the two runways up and running. So the most probably impacted here, Balmoral, 
um, 20 to 49 flights. Uh, Hammond, 20 to 49 flights. Cannon Hill, again, 20 to 49 flights. Pinkenbar, 20 to 49 flights. Uh, Hawthorne, 10 to 19. Hamilton, 10 to 19. Seven Hills, 10 to 19. Ascot, five to nine. Belimba, five to nine. And New Farm, two to four. So these are the number of flights per day um, that pass overhead in these suburbs that are actually considered a noise impact. So it doesn't mean to say that there's not more flights that pass over, but these are the number of flights that actually are recorded as being higher than 70 decibels in in volume or in in the the noise that you can actually hear. Now remember a lot of these suburbs were not previously impacted when Brisbane was operating its airport with a single runway only. In fact, Balmoral had no flights um, and it's now one of the most significantly impacted um, suburbs across all of Brisbane. We even had Hawthorne that didn't have any flight impact previously. Um, and even suburbs like uh, Hamilton, um, they only had minimal flights. Ascot was not previously affected. So there's definitely been a shift off the back of the opening of the second runway. So perhaps residents that lived in some of these suburbs that have been impacted by the opening of the seven, uh, the second runway uh, had no previous impact. They've had reason to complain. Uh, potentially they've lived in these areas long-term um, and never expected to actually have that level of impact overhead. Um, of course, there's daytime impact. Um, that for most people is actually less noticeable, uh, but there's also that nighttime impact. Um, and as we know, most international airports and certainly Brisbane International Airport, it's a 24 hour airport. And what that means is that you can expect to have a level of impact if you are in a suburb that is under a flight path at any time of the day. Common sense prevails that the majority of flights will actually occur during the daytime hours, especially domestic flights. But there are some of those long haul international flights that are arriving in the very early hours of the morning or departing in the very late hours of the evening. And I know when you're tucked up in bed and, you know, everything else is quiet around you, that noise impact can really be be exacerbated. Um, and it might sound even even more, it might sound even louder in, in the evening than it is during the daytime. So, you know, there's definitely going to be some changes uh, proposed. Um, so it's important to know if your suburb is at risk or a suburb that you're looking to purchase in because this is going to influence um, the livability and the enjoyment, certainly the peaceful enjoyment of some of these locations in the future. And there's some big, there's some big name suburbs when you look at that. Um, and if people that know Brisbane, you know, when you're talking New Farm, Ascot, Hamilton, Blimba, these sort of areas, Balmoral, there's some there's some really big known um, suburbs there um, that do get affected and have become more and more affected um, from the second runway. So there's definitely been a, a lobbyist group as well that have formed off the back of the opening of that second runway. Um, and there's a growing voice of concern from residents that have experienced this um, heavy flight noise impact. I know, Scott, on some properties that um, we've inspected in some of these locations for clients, you know, Sometimes you have to stop a conversation because the planes flying overhead are actually low enough to actually impact on that conversation. So I think you've joked about throwing a stone and hitting the uh, the undercarriage the of the planes. Yeah, <laughs> not that I'd do that. No, um, so so what we what we're going through here now, obviously, that's what's happened and and how this has all come about now and, and why this has happened is. 
they're, they're now seeking community feedback. So obviously there has been enough complaints uh, and there's people that have talked about this, how this has affected their life um, and their property and where they live. So what they're doing now is they're looking to um, get some community feedback. Uh, and there's several places where they're going to be holding this. I think there's about 13 community um, consultation, consultation sessions, sessions mm -hmm. that they're actually holding. And they will seek feedback with some options and some ideas um, to reduce or, or share the load. Um, very, a lot of different things to look at, I guess, and consider how this can be um, improved for everyone. Yeah, look, I think that Air Services Australia do want to engage in extensive community engagement um, before the new plans are implemented. They want to give everyone a voice, as I've mentioned. Um, and that way, you know, if you do have concerns or if your suburb's going to be impacted by these proposed changes, it is time to actually raise your hand and, and voice your concerns because those concerns may be considered before the new flight paths come out. I know that there's, um, you know, some clients that we've partnered with, some friends that we know that live in locations, especially in the inner southeastern suburbs of Brisbane, um, where regardless of whether you're in a flight path or not, quite often flight uh, or aircraft do not follow the exact flight path. So you might not actually be in a flight path or in a noise overlay for that matter, but you may actually experience significant plane noise overhead in the evening if you are in those inner southeastern suburbs. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. Obviously, when we drive a car, we have a lane that we stay in, in the air. Um, there's, I guess, more scope for, for movement outside of the, the exact flight path. So just because your home or your property may not be in a designated flight path, it doesn't guarantee that the planes won't fly overhead if that flight path is nearby. So that's also something to keep in mind, um, both now, but also in the future with any proposed changes. So, so just to give people um, a little bit of an idea, if you're not a local, um, obviously the locals will have a fair idea about this, but to give you a bit of an idea where the airport is situated, um, if you head to the north, you will go out over Moreton Bay. So you'll, you'll, you'll exit or enter from the north of the airport. It is Moreton Bay um, and you'll, a lot of them do zoom around from, from the bay there and come in over the water. If you're on the south, on the south side, you, you basically head over land. So you'll, you'll, you'll go up, uh, you'll go over the, the gateway, the, uh, the river, um, and from there, that's where you hit all these suburbs like the, the um, Balimbas and, and that area. So to the south is more land, to the north obviously is the bay. And I think the biggest thing with um, the way flights are planned to take off is it is very weather dependent. Um, there's been a very big push for a lot of the flights to be redirected to both take off and land over Moreton Bay, which would naturally cause more planes to fly into Brisbane or out of Brisbane um, over water, which would, of course, reduce the noise impact on a lot of people living in some of those Southside locations. However, the reality is certain weather conditions prohibit planes from taking off or landing um, in that direction or from that direction. And so therefore there must be overland pathways that um, are in place. And it is the proposed changes to the overland pathways that we'd like to discuss today because, you know, the proposed new routes that have been put forward for community consultation focus on reducing the impact of nighttime operations and pushing as many of those nighttime um, flights over the bay. But if they cannot come through 
or, or leave over the bay, then um, then there's different changes proposed, and we're going to run through those. It's also proposed that they're wanting to keep aircraft over the water for longer. So if there is any turning required to redirect over land, that their planes are at a higher altitude by the time they have turned to come back over the land. And the final um, focus for the new proposals is to have the aircraft climb higher prior to crossing the coastline. So if they are taking off over the land, then obviously having the ability to be at a higher altitude before they cross the land reduces the noise impact on local residents nearby. So as, as you mentioned, like, and that's what, again, people need to understand is when, when you start to get exposed to the weather and when you do hit that bay, you then you, you open up a little bit more to the, um, to the elements. So out over the bay, the winds can get quite strong. Um, and obviously then with rain as well. So rain and wind will have an effect. The, the first one that with one of the options we'll have a, have a chat about is the early turn option. So this is planes basically heading to the south. Um, as they take off, um, they will look to turn almost do a U-turn basically. So take off and then quite do a quite a sharp turn uh, towards the east. Um, and head out towards um, the Bay Area straight away as much as they can. It will probably hit areas, the Bayside suburbs, a little bit more. Um, so it won't head down towards the south as much. They'll, they'll turn sharp and head towards the Bayside suburbs. Yes, yeah, so this is one of the six proposed new aircraft routes. It's the early turn opportunity for planes that are heading to the south, as Scott mentioned, but also planes heading east or to the northeast because they will turn uh, once they have taken off. Um, and as Scott has rightly pointed out, the early turn option is after takeoff, taking a very direct turn to the left. And communities that include Eagle Farm, Manly and Wynnum will be significantly impacted by this change. So if you are actually close to these suburbs, um, such as Wynnum and Manly, um, you will face aircraft noise that is as loud as a vacuum cleaner um, under this proposed option to share the pain from the Brisbane airport traffic. Um, if that is a concern for you, you might like to actually um, attend one of the community consultation uh, sessions that have been proposed to have your say because it is time to have your say in the event that you don't agree with uh, some of these proposals that are being put forward. There are a few um, industrial areas in there as well, so which is probably why they're looking at this this proposal as, as an option um, because as you turn sharp and you do Eagle Farm, I mean that area is, there is some residential there but as you head away from there you'll, you'll obviously come across some industrial area. Um, but yeah, Wynnum, Manly and those Bayside suburbs, um, they would be affected more than what they are currently as well. Yeah, definitely something to keep in mind because there's currently no noise impact from planes in those locations. Um, so I'm just going to run through all of the locations that are not currently impacted but will be impacted by this proposed change. Um, I've mentioned a few, but here is the exhaustive list. Eagle Farm, Green Island, Hemant, Manly, Manly West, Morton Island, Murray, Pinkenbar, Tingalpa, Wynnum and Wynnum West. If your suburb has been listed um, as part of those suburbs, this is the early turn option that um, may impact you if it is implemented as a permanent change. So you might like to have your say. Those relaxing over at Tangaluma might be in a bit of a shock when they're relaxing over at Tangaluma feeding the dolphins um, and, a, and a jet flies over them over Morton Bay. Yeah, I think the other um, big um flight path change and as i mentioned there's six of them we're not going to go through all of them but one of the other very big 
um, ones that will impact people is the option for nighttime overland departures um, for planes that are heading to the north. So I think it's important to highlight that um, whilst the um, whilst the idea is to send more planes out over the bay, that is just not possible in all weather conditions. So. Um, when the wind is southerly during the day, planes must take off over the land from both runways, um, and this is due to safety reasons. So when that actually happens, obviously, um, there's different proposals that are being put in place to share the pain of that overland impact of plane noise and flight path noise. So things could actually get a little bit worse for some inner city suburbs, um, but they could get better for those living further away. And that is if residents go for the option to make planes that do fly over the land um, climb faster. So that option is that um, once aircraft do leave and they are taking off over the land, the aircraft would climb much more steeply um, on the existing alignment. So the flight path itself would not change, but the altitude or the uh, speed at which planes reach a desired altitude would increase now, what that would mean is increased engine noise in inner city locations um, instead of shared engine noise throughout a number of suburbs. So if you are in the inner city, very close to the airport and already in a flight path, this may impact you. And remember, this is for overnight flights. So this is when you will hear that impact the most. Yeah. So basically, yeah, they accelerate really fast and take off quite, quite steep. I, that will have an impact probably more on, I, I presume, the areas that are in the, the noise impacted areas now mm -hmm. um, and will congest that in a bit tighter. Um, it will share it a little bit, obviously, because they, once they get up above and they get to some green space, they can then target those areas to try and move away um, from the highly dense uh, areas where, they, where they, a lot of communities are. So different way to do it. Um, it could have a little bit of a quite a loud impact in some areas as well. That could be quite loud. Yeah, look, some of the most desirable locations in the inner southeast are the suburbs that are most likely to be impacted by this option. Uh, but this is not the only option for that nighttime overland um, flight departure. And so if you are in some of those um, locations, including Balmoral or Hawthorne or Balimba, and you do want your say, um, then perhaps you might like to put forward one of the other options that's being proposed for nighttime flights. And that is that um, the aircraft could track on a different alignment. So instead of targeting the existing flight paths that are already in place, um, looking at areas where there is still some green space um, and this would then shift the aircraft over different communities. Now, of course, we're looking at a very densely populated part of Brisbane. So uh, we don't yet know what the proposed pathways might be for areas that um, have more green space because there's very little of that available. And in any regard, that would still impact those that are in those inner city locations. Um, the third option for that nighttime departure is that um, the love could be shared or, or the impact could be shared, I should say, um, in that aircraft could fly over different communities on different days of the week. Now, obviously, at the moment, all of the flights um, share the same flight path, regardless of what day of the week it is. Um, so the third option for nighttime departures is that the aircraft fly over different suburbs in different locations depending on what day of the week it is. So you might be the fun, the Sunday night 
um, flight impacted area and someone else might be the Friday night flight impacted area. But um, these are the options being considered. Yeah, I think that'll be a that'll be one for debate because some people will be quite happy to say let's share it around. Uh, I think that the others that have been asked to share it might not be as um, as favourable to that that idea to share them as well. The the turning one, the turning fast seems like you know quite a decent idea to try and get them out of the bay. Obviously, the more planes you can get over the bay, the better. Um, gets them away from above people's houses and disturbing everyone. So obviously, being close to the bay, but because we've we've only got that northerly sort of uh, access to it that it, that is probably the most as many planes you can get to the to the north the better i think yeah and i think the third um option or the third pathway that is um due to change that we'd like to to draw your attention to is changes to the turboprop planes um again for overland departures between 5 a.m and 6 a.m now these are the planes that you might hear taking off early for a lot of the fifo workers um, you know, they'll, they'll be leaving early and they'll be taking off over the land. Uh, the proposal is for the new runway to be used for turboprop aircraft movements, um, which then can eliminate um, or re change the, the suburbs that are actually being um, impacted. Or the other option is to reduce overflight community um, um, flights with these turboprop uh, aircraft. So basically any aircraft um, operating from the legacy runway, which is the um, original runway, would turn immediately left once they reach 600 feet. This is getting very technical, um, but it basically will change the direction of the aircraft um, that are leaving early in the morning. So sharing the noise, taking off fast, um, turning mm. fast. The, the other thing to remember with this as well, and this is, as, as we've said, this is a community, um, whether after the feedback from the community. So I would strongly suggest to anyone that is, is in any area that could, that is currently um, impacted as well, um, to, to get involved and have your say to try and make things better. But just keep in mind that it's always subject to change. That's probably the biggest thing to remember about this is it, it's the first lot that was put out was we were, everyone thought well that's the new path pathway and that's the way the planes are going to go um and literally within two and a half years later um we're, we're looking to change again so you've got to keep that in mind when you start to look at property as well um you know it could change it could be impacted um so that's something you really have to understand and keep in your mind and and make sure you do your research when you're looking at property that is anywhere near near an airport Absolutely. Great advice there. And I think that it's always something that we will draw people's attention to when they are looking to purchase either a home or an investment property. It's always important that you understand whether that potential property is likely to be noise impacted. Um, plain noise has absolutely no um, concern for some people, but for other people that can be a deal breaker. It depends on your sensitivity um, and what you're familiar with. I know I was just speaking to someone um, last week who was in making an inquiry about buying in Brisbane um, and they're from Sydney and they've lived under a flight path in Sydney. So absolutely no concern for someone that is used to that and familiar with that noise. But for someone else that might be moving um, from a quieter location, living under a flight path or certainly within a noise overlay can actually have um, significant disturbance to your quality of life because that can really impact on um, your peaceful enjoyment of your property. So it's something that you should always be aware of when you are considering a particular location. 
And as Scott has rightly pointed out, just because the flight paths are as they are today, it doesn't guarantee that they will always be in in the same position. Um, obviously, the closer you are to the airport um, and the closer you are to the runway points that do fly over the land, the more likely you are to have that impact um, over the longer term. Um, so this is just something that you need to be aware of when selecting a location to purchase your home or investment. Excellent. Well, I think we've we've covered a little bit there. There's there's obviously more to research and, and more thinking for people to do. Get involved in those community um the feedbacks if you can and, and if you've as I said, if it's something that you will be impacted by. Um so look, hopefully that was good information. We um we'll wrap it up there um and close out as Melinda normally does for you. And thank you very much for listening and we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Yes, thanks so much for joining us once again on the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, we hope, as always, you have enjoyed this episode. And if you have, please leave us a review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends and family, especially if they are looking to buy in Brisbane and they have a phobia around noise or flight um, movements. Um, thank you for joining us once again. We'll speak to you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.